Hi, my name is Kennedy Means, and I am your lead host today for our podcast centered around self-love in the age of social media in partnership with Vox ATL and Silence the Shame's COPE initiative. Chris, would you like to introduce yourself? My name is Chris. I'm 16 years old, um, and I go by they, them pronouns. My name is Priya. I'm 17 years old, and my pronouns are she, there, and I go to Walton High School. I'll pass it on to Ava. Hi, my name is Ava. I'm 13. I go by she or her pronouns. I'm going to Davis. Hi, my name is Bailey. I'm 15 years old and my pronouns are she, her. And I go to Rita in high school. Hi, I'm Alexis. I'm 15. I use she, her pronouns and I go to Walton High School. Thank you everyone for introducing yourself. For this podcast centered around self-love and age of social media, we made up a few questions to kind of stir the pot around the topic. The first question will be, what is a good age to get social media and where it is entertaining for teens, but not harmful to them? Um, I can go. So I think a good age to get social media when it is entertaining for teens, but not harmful, would be when they're 16, 15, or 17 years old, when they're like older. Um, I think like it's a good time to get social media when you realize that there are a lot of fake stuff online and that people can post things that are not necessarily the same thing in real life. And they might post pictures of them which might not be how they really are. Um, just when you have the, when you're cognizant of the idea that there's some, there's something there's a difference between real life and false reality. I think it's a good time for you to get social media. And that way you can also make sure that it's entertaining for you and you're not harming yourself or like comparing yourself to things and people you see online. I think that's a really good point. Um, and I also think that maybe from like a parent's perspective, maybe they would be able to kind of tell when their child is ready because it is very important to like realize that the people on social media might not honestly be depicting like real life situations. And um, a lot of times kids may look up to, I guess their like idol per se on maybe Instagram and they might compare themselves to that person. Um, but yeah, probably maybe a parent can kind of determine that depending on just when they think their child might be ready for it. Would anybody like to chime in on maybe what age they thought they might've been ready for social media? Um, I know that maybe, I think I got my first phone around 11 or 12 and I felt like I was ready when I got my first phone because it kind of didn't make sense to me. Um, but, you know, that was just kind of, I guess the pressures of being in public school you might think you might need something, but you could probably stay longer. <laughs> um, I think the age for like, you should like, I don't know, get social media or like the age I thought that I was ready for social media. I was like, I mean, I thought I was ready at like 12, but I wasn't. It destroyed my mental health a lot. I think that, I'm not, I don't even think I'm still ready for social media, to be honest. I think I don't have like enough self-confidence. So like, that's something that like people need to work on before they are like, okay, I'm gonna go get social media. Chris, I have a question for you. So 
did you think you got social media at all because you felt like peer pressured or you were just curious and you just wanted to get social media just see how um probably because like i was at school and everybody was like having like snapchat and instagram and tiktok or whatever it was back then i don't know um it's like i just thought um, i just wanted to fit in and so i thought that i could get it or whatever but i damaged myself more than i helped myself i think like i can totally i totally get that because i got social media a little later than most people would like in ninth grade and it still kind of damaged my self-confidence a little bit when i first got it and when i didn't really realize that there's a huge difference between what's posted um on social media and what's real like in real life and i think like navigating peer pressure um in the age of social media is also really important thing we need to figure out and like so that we don't feel pressured to get social media or post certain things and stuff I think that's a really good segue into our um, next question. Um, thank you guys for sharing. How do you find a balance between using social media and figuring out like a cutoff time? Um, I know that a lot of teens struggle with scrolling on TikTok for hours or even like scrolling on Instagram at the dinner table. But how do you guys find um, that balance? Um, I think like one way I try to um, balance using social media and then cutting it off would be using screen time and also in Instagram there are like certain um, options for you to have a break when you have like done scrolling for like 20 minutes or so and I think that's a good way to like just give yourself a pause and realize that you've been on social media for way too long. Alexis, do you want to go? I'll be honest, I use social media a lot, but I think I think you can kind of feel when social media is taking its toll on you. Like if it no longer becomes enjoyable to go on there, then I just stop until I feel like I want to go on social media. I don't just go on there because there's nothing to do, so. That's a, um, a really good point that you made, Alexis. Um, I think a lot of times, differentiating between just being bored or at least what I see social media as is like a like a communication kind of thing with my friends I think that's really important to figure out like what is social media like for you and then like being able to find your balance from there um, but that brings us to our next question how does social media affect people of different classes or in different areas or environments. How does it like affect you depending on where you are in the world? Um, I think Alexis had like really good commentary on it just like a few minutes ago. Alexis, do you want to go and like kind of share what you just shared? Like, uh, I think like a few minutes ago. Yeah, so I was talking about um, social media and it's the different effects on people in different environments and like areas and like also different demographics too like age groups and race groups and gender i feel as if social media i think a lot of people have it as this one huge like warped like place that you just go on to and it's all in one place but it really is like different places like i feel like 
if you go on even just one side of any platform and then you switch onto another one it'll be like a world's difference but basically i feel like it means a lot more to different places than it does in other places like in somewhere like the suburbs social media kind of is just something that people do in their downtime like they go do whatever they do in real life and then post about it whereas in other places like the city it's more important there like what you do on social media is taken more seriously and i think that a lot of things like trends and things that corporations market on social media kind of know this and even though like i feel like the demographics for social media are kind of underlooked like no one or over like no one really takes the time to realize that on social media there's a lot of a difference going on there between who is because it's not just what device you have or where you are on on social media it's also where you are in real life that affects how you are on social media and what social media means and does for you so yeah that's a really good point i feel like especially for me i look to social media for i guess the latest fashion trends because <laughs> i'm really into like that kind of stuff i also look for like comedy and things that make me laugh definitely if i wasn't i guess almost in an environment where i feel like where i would feel like i couldn't express myself then i wouldn't be looking at fashion trends i'll be looking at something totally different or even with comedy like i just really like to laugh so if i wasn't who i was I wouldn't be looking at that kind of content. But that makes that makes a lot of sense. And I think that answers, I think all what you said pretty much answers to how to differentiate between the real life and the false reality. And we can close it out with examples of how you all practice self-love to kind of even out the effects of social media. I think a way that I practice my self-love and like, I don't know, just keep myself going, kind of. Uh, I just make sure that um, I take care of myself, um, and I like I don't let myself get like too out of hand with like hygiene and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Bailey, I think also you really wanted to discuss this question. Do you have any ideas on how to practice self care and self love? I really think that. You can practice self-care, self-love by kind of taking the time out in the day or probably like 30 minutes to be in your room and just like meditate or like write in your journal and stuff like that. Because I write in my journal. Like I do that every day. I try to do it every day. And like I'll sit there, I write my feelings out and like it just makes me feel good about myself because it's like I'm venting to my journal basically. And it's like when you're done doing it, it's like you feel refreshed in a way. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just like, I feel refreshed after I write in my journal. And yeah, I just be chilling. Yeah, I think we can all um, praise to that. With just kind of like wanting to be alone, doing that one thing that like makes you happy, whether that's um, writing in your journal or going in your room or meditating. Thank you everybody for sharing and thank you so much for everybody for listening to our special podcast episode centered around self-love in the age of social media with Silence the Shame and Fox ATL.